Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Benji Kelly and New Hope Church. We are thrilled you have joined us for this week's podcast. Today we are privileged to have a guest speaker. May God bless you as you enjoy this week's message. New Hope Nation, how y'all doing today? How many of y'all excited to be here in the house of the Lord today? So glad that you're here. Look, look at the person beside you. Say, hey, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. Wherever you are, tell somebody I'm glad you're here. Glad to be with you. Listen, we're excited today. Thank God for all of y'all being here. Let's give it up for all the mommies, mothers. We praise God for you. We thank God for you. Don't know where we would be without you. So glad it's Mother's Day. Listen, we want to first just welcome all of you. We welcome everyone. We welcome all of our family at the Garner campus. We praise God for you. NCCIW, we thank God for Coffee House. Those of you that are watching through the internet, watching on television, we praise God for you. We celebrate all our mothers all over the New Hope Nation. I'm so glad to be here today. We also want to celebrate our pastor here. Come on, let's bless the Lord for Pastor Benji and his wife and all the New Hopers. Uh, over in the Holy Land. Uh, listen, I got to go next time. I'm going next time. I, they're just having an incredible experience, and we pray that God continues to bless them in their travel. Uh, uh, I'm also excited today. Listen, I have my mother in the house in this service, so I just want to thank God for my mother. Mama, can you stand up? Yeah, buddy. There she is. I call her in the morning, I say, hello, master of the universe, <laughs> the giver of life, amen. We thank God for her, and of course, my sister's here, my wife is here, we thank God for those incredible women of God, and uh, we praise the Lord for them. How many of y'all have been excited about Ephesians, been enjoying Ephesians? <laughs> Ephesians, yeah. Pastor Benji did an incredible job last week of just really giving us a lot about Ephesians, and today I'm going to try my best. Try to follow that up. So we're going to look at Ephesians chapter number two. If you're ready for that, say, let's go, Pastor Ryan. Let's get into it. Let's go. Somebody, let's go. Hope you're excited about being here. Because we got a word for you today. Ephesians chapter number two. Ephesians chapter number two. When you have it, say sweet potato pie. Hope you have a Bible with you. You know, don't depend on technology and all those things. Hope you have your own Bible. Even if you have to get a, a telephone book Bible like Pastor Fuller had up here a moment ago. Get you one. Ephesians chapter number two. God bless his heart. Ephesians chapter number two. Uh, let's pray here. Get into this. Heavenly Father, thank you today, God, just for your word. God, I thank you just for your presence. God, I thank you as you said in your word, Lord, that you would just never leave us nor forsake us, God, but you would be with us everywhere we go. Lord, now be with us today. Father God, I pray for every listener, every hearer, Lord, that they would not only be hearers, but also doers of your word. Father God, now we pray that this word would just bless us and touch us and encourage us, instruct us, and inspire us. Father, I pray now that you would, as always, touch your manservant, Lord, purge me now, God, that you would use me as you will. Father, I ask always that you would just think with my mind and speak with my lips and make me as this microphone that I would simply magnify the things that you have said unto me. Father God, I love you, I bless you, and I thank you for all the great things that are going to come about, Lord, because of your glory here today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. When I was studying for this 
this lesson today, the Lord really put two words in my mind, two words in my mind that I really want you guys to think about throughout uh, uh, this lesson. Those two words are, are unity and together. Unity and together. And of course, they really kind of mean you know, similar things, but, but I want you just to think about those things through and through uh, the lesson today because I believe God's going to really speak to us about unity. And, and I believe that here in the church of Ephesus here, Paul's writing this incredibly long email uh, to the church, and he's sharing with them some things. Yeah, it's an email. It's a letter. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to make sure everybody understands what we're talking about. But, but in a society and a culture today where individualism is so pushed, you know, and we really, really charge people to be their own person and, and be different and, and be set. I mean, all these different things, but, you know, we really also got to be unified as a body of Christ. We got to find different ways. How do we how do we work together? We're going to talk about how important it is to be on the same page. And so um, there's a quote. It's not in your notes, but I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down. It says, we are only as strong as we are united and as weak as we are divided. We are only as strong as we are united and as weak as we are divided. And I think about this because I, I, I begin to imagine what kind of things could we accomplish if we were united? What, what kind of great works, what kind of, kind of strength would we have if we truly were on the same page? Not just in the body of Christ, not, not just in the local church, not just in the kingdom of God. We can make it personal. Let's look at our own lives. Have you all ever had that conversation with your spouse and your family and you know, one person wants to go to eat this place and somebody wants to go somewhere else and, and somebody else wants to go and, and we never get nothing done. We end up still driving around trying to find somewhere to eat because we're divided. Look at your own marriage. Is there sometimes some division in your marriage and you feel like you can't get certain things done because there's no unity? You're not really working together? Paul's saying to us, listen, we got to work together. God has done so many great things that we would have the opportunity to be together. And I want to talk about a few of those things today. I want to talk about what Jesus did and, and how our relationship with God is so important, not just for our sake, but for the sake of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? So uh, the first point we have on our notes, and it should be in your, your, your notes, tear it out, your, your bulletins. It says this. It says, we all were lost before Christ. We all were lost before Christ. Let's read this scripture, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Let's read this. It simply says, it says, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air of the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience among whom also, check this out, we all, somebody say all, all. we all once conducted ourselves and the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. You know, one of the things that I, I really believe that causes division sometimes in the body of Christ in our communities and in our churches and our families, it's just this, this sticky word called judgment. I think sometimes we, we begin to judge one another, and, and that causes us to, to really be divided, because when you start judging somebody else, who's the first person you compare them to? yourself. 
And when you start judging and you start looking at people's past and you're looking at what they're wearing or what they have or what they've done, you start dividing. You start saying, this person's like this, I'm like this. And, and what you lose is unity. And what Paul just shows us in verse 1 through 3 is that, listen, first of all, we all were lost. We all were lost before Jesus Christ. We, we have to be together. We have to be on the same page because guess what? Before Jesus Christ, we were, we were all lost. The Bible says like this says in verse 1, it says, And you, he made alive who were dead. Now, now, when you look in the Bible, you look at the word dead, it really simply means separated. Not necessarily physically dead, but being separated from God. Meaning that you, you were not with him, he was not with you, you were separated. Why? Because of the sins, the trespasses in your life. Y'all, y'all heard the scripture says, um, the wages of sin is what? Death. The wages of sin is separation. So Jesus Christ comes, right? He dies for our sins. He dies for our wages. He dies for the cost that we couldn't afford to pay. Why? So we wouldn't be separated, so we could be unified. We all were lost, but Jesus Christ, that we came, that we would all be unified together under and through Jesus Christ. See, the fact of the matter is that no matter who you are, you've had something in your life that separated you from Jesus Christ. It does not matter how bad or good you think you once were. Before Jesus Christ, you were separated. That should be encouraging to somebody because also some of us here maybe today feel like God couldn't use me. Pastor Ryan, you don't know the stuff that I've done. You you couldn't possibly know the sins that I've committed in my life. God says it's it's all right because if I can use Ryan Brooks, I know I can use you. We have to learn that we can't judge one another. We can't look at others and say, listen, you know what? They did this, they did X, Y, and Z. No, we can't judge. Because sometimes people come into church. Have you ever been in a church where somebody, you felt like they judged you? Any, anybody ever been, anybody ever had somebody look at you and you felt judged? And the first thing that does is it creates division. And we don't want that in the body of Christ. Amen? So let's look, let's look at this, this quote here. My favorite quote says, we will never appreciate our current prosperity until we understand our past poverty. Paul saying, listen, before we go any further, let me remind you that you were once lost. No matter how long ago it's been, let me always remind you because you will appreciate your blessings now when you remember how bad it was before. You remember that you were lost. Always remember that. Every day remember, you know what, Lord, I'm so glad that you saved me. I'm so glad that you died for me because once upon a time, I was lost. Anybody ever been lost before? Like, I remember one year I went to the North Carolina State Fair. Lord have mercy. <laughs> and you know that first moment where you can like still hear and see your parents, but all of a sudden you can't, you're like, uh-oh, wait a minute. They were right there. All of a sudden, that fear, that, that separation lost. But here, here's the good part. We're about to get to the good part here. In verse number four, let's read verse number four. It says here, the second thing, our second point here, talks about that we are all joined together by Christ. Verse number four says this. It says, but God. 
Now listen, I'm I'm actually do something different here today in this church. Now in my church, when I say but God, the whole church is supposed to say but God. <laughs> All right, you got it. That's some powerful stuff right there. I'm gonna give it to you. Just just go with me for that. I'm, I'm gonna do it again. Okay, ready? Uh, verse number four says this. It says but God. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Woo! But God. Do we have to do it that time? Somebody was ready. I praise the Lord for you, whoever you are. But God, that's exciting. That's, that's huge. Anybody, anybody with me? Because but is a conjunction letting us know that whatever was said before is about to change. Woo! Says, but God. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he, guess what? He loved us. Yes, Lord. Even when we were dead, even when we were separated, even when we were out there trying to do our own thing, even when we thought we had all the answers, even when we didn't know who he was, he loved us. See, everybody in here, I don't care who you are, you have a but God. Yes, 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 yes. See, see, some of us can say, I, I was once lost, but because of God, now I'm found. I was once sad, but God brought joy into my life. I was once alone, but God sent me to the New Hope Nation. And now I have brothers and sisters all across the world. But God, I I made mistakes, but God can still use me. I've fallen time after time after time, but God still loves and cares for me. I wasn't qualified for the job, but God still gave it to me. The doctors told me I wouldn't be healed, but God healed me. Somebody ought to shout, but God. If it had, my my father would say it like this. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, somebody shout, but God. I feel my help here. We we, got to understand that if it was not for God, check this out, for all of us. He loved all of us. We're united under the same love. Y'all understand he loved us when we were messing up? Can I, can I tell you this quick story? Uh, a few weeks ago, my boys are, were on uh, spring break, so I have to do something. Got to do something. And uh, my wife here, an incredible mother, says, let's take them to King's Dominion. I said, all right, all right. Somebody understands. Amen. That's going to be a long, expensive day. So we get up early in the morning to go to King's Dominion. We ride every roller coaster there at least two to three times. My wife buys the express pass so we can get right off and get right back on. If you're mad at that person, that was probably us that day. But that's what we pay for, right, babe? That's what we pay for. So we're riding on the roller coasters. We stop to get something to eat, and we're trying to get a ride to kind of warm us back up to the roller coasters because you got to do that. You can't just go right back on because all your lunch come back up. Amen. So we get on the little, the, little, the little cars that you can drive that go real slow that even the little kids can drive because 
You know, the little rails are in the middle to keep you from, okay, never mind. Uh, I just try to get you to understand. <laughs> so we're in line, right? And we're getting ready for the, for the, uh, the ride. And, and it's a long line. And, and a little ways above us, you know, probably like 10 or 12 people in front of us, there's a grandmother, a mother, and a little boy. I think this young man's name was Jonathan. Bless his heart. Bless his three-year-old heart. Jonathan, Jonathan was a special young man. Jonathan was, was all over the place. And I kept hearing faintly in the background, Jonathan's mother, Jonathan, come here. Jonathan, where are you going? Jonathan, get off of that. Jonathan, leave him alone. Jonathan, 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 Jonathan. And so I am watching Jonathan. He's jumping over every rail. He's knocking over ice cream cones. He's kicking people. Jonathan is about to look. He's running like in front of the cars. And so I'm like, oh, my goodness, what is Jonathan doing? <laughs> and, and so the mom is going, Jonathan, Jonathan. The grandmother is over there like this. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you, you know that child. Some of y'all seen that child. No matter how disturbing your, your own kids are, you see that one child that's like in the grocery store climbing each shelf, trying to open everybody. You're looking at it like, what in the world? Some of y'all said it last week. They need to get their parents and buy the book series. And you see that child and you walk away and say, you better be glad it ain't my child. My child would never, you know, that, that was Jonathan. That was, that was the child there that day. And so, lo and behold, Jonathan starts coming my way. And I see Jonathan coming down the, the line. He's just kicking. I mean, he's just all over the place. And the Holy Spirit grabbed a hold of me. The Holy Spirit said, stop Jonathan. So I was leaning there with my children. And I, and I stepped out into the line, put my hands out, and I slowed little Jonathan down. And for about two seconds, me and Jonathan had a real moment. I looked Jonathan in his eye. You know when you try to look into a child's soul, like you, you know, Mother's is Mother's Day. You can be honest. You've had a few of those days where you try to say everything without saying nothing. <laughs> when you can't even bring yourself to say the words you want to say to your own child, you're like, oh, mm, mm. I had two seconds with Jonathan for a moment there. I, I had, and I, you know, I was, I was, you know, Jonathan, Jonathan looked back at me. You know, bless his three-year-old heart, Lord, bless him. Jonathan hauled off and hit me. And so, you know, I, I went into the high-pitched voice. Like, you know, when something, like, gets really out of hand, you go, I know he just hit me. I said, I know he just hit me. That's exactly what I did. And I was ready to go Old Testament on Jonathan. I was about, I said, I know he ain't just hit me. I know, I know he ain't just hit me. I was ready to go Old Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I didn't do it. I thought about it. I was ready to go. Because you know, Old Testament was strictly wrath. There's no grace. Just, just, Lord, just wipe them all. I was ready to go Old Proverbs 19, Proverbs 23. All I, that, if you go read it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Study your Bibles. You should start telling your children, hey, listen, keep playing around. I'm going to go Old Testament on you. Your children are like, what are you talking about? Go read your Bible. You'll know. Go read it. 
you'll know. The next thing you know, your, your, your kids are students of the word. <laughs> Mom, what happened with the Jebusites? Don't worry about it. <laughs> so Jonathan hauls off and he hits me. And I'm looking at Jonathan and sure enough, just as Old Testament was about to rise up in me, his mother comes and picks Jonathan up. And I'm thinking, you know, mom's going to say, hey, sir, I'm sorry. You know, I can't believe that Jonathan would do such a thing. I thought she would say something. Thank you for saving his life. <laughs> you didn't have to do that, but you did. And she said nothing. So I was like, oh, my goodness. It's not the child. It's the parent. You know, that's the first thing you say, you know. So she picks up Jonathan, and she just begins to love on Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan, you're so silly. You know you can't do stuff like that, Jonathan. You know mommy loves you. And I was like, if you don't go Old Testament on that boy. And so they go back up, and sure enough, grandmother's still up there like this. Mm, mm, mm. And in two seconds, mom puts Jonathan back down. Jonathan, right back at it. Sure enough, Jonathan's about to run out there and lose his life again. Somebody stops him. And the mom does the same thing, picks him back up, loves on Jonathan some more, kissing Jonathan, saying, it's all right, mommy's here. I was like, are you serious? And the Lord spoke to me. said, Ryan, that's the same love I have for you. Oh, y'all not hearing me. Even when I was out there kicking and knocking over ice cream cones, he still embraces me. He still pulls me close. He still says, I love you. I know you've made some mistakes. I know you didn't know what you were doing. I know you said you would never do it again. But he says, you know, it's all right because I love you. I want you to do better but you need to know I love you. It's a quote that says this. It says, listen, God didn't love us because we were lovable. He loved us because he's a loving God. And if God can love us, shouldn't we be able to love each other? I heard a quote one time said, listen, said it like this. said, God doesn't judge a man until he dies. Why should we judge a man now? Love one another. Because God, that's what's going to bring us together. So listen, so we have to remember that God loved us. Verse 6 says this. Verse 6 says this. It says, and he raised us up together. Guess what? Together with who? Christ Jesus. He raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We have to remember that we were first unified with God. That's what unifies us to each other. We, we, we've been brought into this family. We, we were brought into this relation. We were brought into this community together. We, we, we didn't come in here individuals. We came because Jesus died for all of us. Amen? Amen? We have to remember that God, this quote is great here. I don't know if it's in your notes or not. You want to write this down. God loves each of us as if there was only one of us. That's how much God loves you. Whoever you are, that's how much God loves you. 
regardless of the mistakes that you made. He says, I love you. He loves all of us. Somebody say all of us. Ephesians 8, and we're going to go there. We're almost done. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. We're all in the same boat together. It, it wasn't anything that we did that, that, that made us saved. No, it was God's grace. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. None of us can boast. None of us can be proud that we are saved. No, it's, it's all a gift from God. We have to come together because of that. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. It's huge right here for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That predestined, that predestination that Pastor Benji was talking about, he prepared all of us. He purposed us to work and serve together. We're united by how, not, not by the stickers on the magnets in the back of our cars. We're united by the great service and the work that we do right here on earth. If you want to be truly unified with this ministry, with this church, with this community, serve. Serve. You want to build relationships? I tell people all the time there are two ways to build true relationships. Build relationships through working together and hanging out. The people you have the most relationships with are the people either you work with or the people you socialize with. Come serve in the church. If you're saying, listen, I don't feel a part of the ministry and, and I, you know, I don't feel like nobody, anybody knows me, I guarantee you're probably not serving. Find an area to serve, watch this, to work together. What kind of great things can God do through the church when we come together? What kind of great things can God do for this world, for this community, when the church, God says, I want to reveal myself to the world through the church. Who are the church? Not this building, not this parcel of land, but you. Look at your neighbor and say, you're the church. Look at your neighbor and say, we're the church. We have to be unified. God didn't, God didn't send his son to die for us to continue to walk this life alone. God, God didn't call us. No, he says, listen, join us together. Number three, we're almost out of here, almost done. We all are built together for Christ. We were built together by Christ. But we're also built together for Christ, for the work of the Lord. Here it is, Ephesians 2, 19, 20. It says this. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers, foreigners, but read it. It says fellow citizens together with one another. I'm not in this thing by myself. I don't come to this church just to sit and watch. I don't, I'm not a part of the, of the New Hope Nation just to say I'm a part of the New Hope Nation. I'm here to serve and to work together as fellow citizens. With the saints and the members of the household of God. Watch this. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. What are we talking about? We're, we should, we're unified by, not by the, again, like I said, the 
things that we have on our cars, the fact that we come to the same building on Sunday morning, but that we're working towards the same thing. We build on the chief cornerstone. That cornerstone, everything else is built around the cornerstone. Are y'all with me? When, when, uh, when they tune pianos, pianos, they don't tune pianos to sound like each other. They tune pianos to a fork. And when every piano is tuned to the same fork, then they're unified. What am I saying? We're not unified because I'm trying to be like you or you're trying to be like me. We're unified because we're all trying to be like Christ. We're all unified because we're all following Christ. Not following me, not following each other, but we're all being led by Christ. That's what unifies us. That's what brings us together. When we're having the same purpose, the same goal, the same mission, the question is, are you really together with us? Are you really together with the body of Christ? Have you just come to the church, to to the Lord saying, listen, I need this fixed in my life? Not really together. Working towards the same things. Ask yourself, just think about it. Me and my wife really together, my spouse, not because we have the same last name and we live in the same house and both of our names are on the same accounts. No, are we working towards the same thing? Are we on the same page? What an incredible union, union that you have in your marriage when you're on the same page. Can anybody agree with me and say, it's hard when you're not on the same page? Somebody say amen to help the pastor. Amen. The Bible says the enemy has come to steal, kill, and to destroy, to divide. We have to make sure that whatever we need to do, let's make sure we're unified. 21 says this, in verse 21 it says, in whom the whole building being fitted together. Are y'all seeing this word through here? This unity that we're made to fit together. The Bible says, listen, that we are many members, but one body. When the Bible refers to the church as a body, it's talking about its unit, that we have different gifts and different skills and different talents and different anointings. God has called us to do different things, but we're still all working as one. We as a kingdom, as a a body of Christ, as believers, we want to work towards being one. We want to work towards being unified. How can I be unified with the mission of this church, with the mission of Jesus Christ? What do I need to do to make sure that I'm on the same page as the body of Christ? What do I need to do to be unified the body of Christ. God says, listen, listen, we're we're trying to build the church. Everybody has to be on the same page. We all have to be together. We all have to be unified because I believe, I believe Central North Carolina would be turned upside down when we're unified. I believe 
that our communities can be positively affected when we are unified. I believe that this world can truly see and experience the love of God when we are unified. I believe that God chose the church to show his love, to share his feelings towards this earth, and we have to be unified to do that. Family, ask yourselves today, are we unified? Bible says, in whom the whole building being fitted together, watch this, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. When you are united with God, first, somebody say first. When you're united with God, first, that's the opportunity then next to be united with the body of Christ. He gave us the opportunity to be united with him. And we can be united together to do the work of the Lord right here on earth. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you today, God, that you you loved us, you care for us, you your desire is for us to be together. You didn't die for us for us to be alone to to continue to be separated from you. But you died that we would come together first with you but also with one another as a family as a community Father God I thank you Lord that we are now unified together I pray now God for every family unit to be unified Lord I thank you right now for every marriage God I pray now that any broken communication or relationship that is established by you and it is in your purpose, God, unify them. Father God, I pray now that communities be unified through you. Our country unified through you. The kingdom of God Unified through you. Serving together. Evangelizing together. Reaching every corner of this earth together. To bring your name glory. To share with people the good news of Jesus Christ. To bring light in darkness unified through you. Father, you saved us. You joined us together. You brought us together to do a great work for your glory. God, help us now to understand the power of unity. Jews and Gentiles 
the favored and the unlikely, the special and the forgotten. We, we all are unified to serve, to bring you glory. I thank you right now that this world is about to see an incredible wave of your glory because of the unity that is going to come through the church. I thank you right now, God. I declare it right now that the power of God, that your hand would reach every home, every heart, because they see the unity in the church, that the souls would be saved and the enemy would be held back and every plan destroyed in the name of Jesus. Restoration through unity. Healing through unity. Salvation through unity. In Jesus' name we pray that the people of God say amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to learn more about the ministries of New Hope Church, please stop by one of our six campuses anytime or visit us online at www.newhopenc.org. If you would like to financially support the movement of New Hope, you can do so by clicking on the e-giving link at the bottom of our homepage. We hope you will join us next week. God bless and thank you for being part of our church family.